I'm Hannah. I'm Sheena. And I'm Lori. And this is Cemetery Row. That was kind of scratchy <laughs> because hay fever is trying to kill me. It's a little, it's a little woo, sleepy woo on my end. I'm sleepy. I am sleepy as well. It's the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday. We don't usually record on Wednesdays, but we've got crazy life things happening. Yes, so I'm changing apartments. So the yeah. next recording should be in my spacious, airy one bedroom. Fancy. <laughs> Right. And I've got ghost tours out the butt this week. Um, so if you want to take a ghost tour with me of downtown Memphis, hit up Backbeat Tours and come see me. Um, I'm usually just on Monday nights, but this week I have one almost every night, except for when I saw Lizzo and then tonight. So, <laughs> um, you know, I make a, um, I don't have to do tours on the nights when I have my girls. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm up to ghost tours and giving true crime tours. Um, I had a true crime tour this past Saturday at Elmwood Cemetery in Memphis and had a blast and I hope we got a bunch of new listeners out of that. Um, shout out to another young listener, Lila, who is obsessed with ghosts and all things spooky. She's 13. We love it. Um, She's going to love this episode. I hope so. Um, but yeah, she's, I, th- I hope a brand new baby listener, but yeah, she's also 13. And I'm like, I hope we don't give you nightmares, Lila. Anyway, um, that's what I've got going on. Lou, you have anything interesting happening? Not really. No, <laughs> just, just surviving. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, I did want to give a quick plug to uh, Revenge Body, who does our theme song. Uh, He's got a show coming up uh, June 15th. It's a part of this experimental music, experimental electronic music festival that he and a friend put on um, every year. It's called Memphis Concrete. And it's um, there's like an entire like two days worth of music at Crosstown Arts. But then what he's doing and I hope to go to this because this sounds amazing. He's going to do a live score of Halloween three season of the witch <gasps> Ooh. with uh, Natalie Hoffman and Robert Traxler. And then of course our friend revenge body. Um, so I'm super excited for that. That's going to be fun. Live, sc- live scores. And of course, Halloween three. It's, a it's classic. so wonderful. <laughs> oh God. That's so easy. Yeah, so he's he's been doing a lot more shows lately. Um, I've been meaning to shout him out, and I forget. There was one night I wanted to go to one, and I had to give a no. It was the same night as Lizzo. So I was like, sorry, Revenge Body, but Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's been in the works for like months. So, um, But yeah, so if you want to check that out, if you're into experimental electronic music, check out that show in Memphis. And then, like I said, I have my next true crime tour at Elmwood Cemetery Memorial Day weekend in Memphis. You can find more info about that um, at elmwoodcemetery.org. And then, yeah, if you want to come take a ghost tour with me, check out Backbeat Tours in Memphis. Yay! Yay! So um, this themes this themes episode this episode's <laughs> theme 
is Haunted Houses because the week that this episode releases, I am turning 40. And I was like, I'm just feeling spooky right now. So let's talk about ghosts and haunted houses, my favorite subjects. We're always feeling spooky. Always. If it's not spooky season in your soul, no matter what time of year, then I don't know you. I don't want to know you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Jinx. Luhu, I think you're kicking us off. Yes, 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 yes. So I am doing things a little differently because I'm a rebel and <laughs> I am talking about haunted statues. Yes. And so the first one is the statue and grave of Augusta Bittner, which is one of the most well-known markers in the historic Lancaster Cemetery in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It features a gorgeous, gorgeous statue that stands six and a half feet tall It's made out of white Italian marble and is supposedly the exact likeness of Augusta. And it also has this uh, gorgeous ivy covered marker in the shape of a broken column. It is legitimately the most beautiful marker that I have come across while doing this podcast. It's that is pretty. One of yeah. my, yeah, one of my sources is a newspaper from up there and they had this like regular segment that somebody did where it was videos about like haunted and creepy Lancaster mm-hmm. and they have, you know, a haunted house, a couple of haunted woods, and then they also have their own local cryptid. So we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to revisit Lancaster. Yes. Cryptids. Yeah. So, I love how but, haunted New England is. I know, yes. man. So the statue is also reportedly haunted due to the tragic and short life of Augusta. Oh, no. So let's talk about it. Augusta Harriet Bittner was born August 24th, 1884, to tobacco dealer Charles Bittner and his wife, Amelia. She was their only child and was the apple of their eye. Um, She attended local school where she studied piano, German, and embroidery. Um, And also was a graduate of the National Park Seminary, which was a private girls' school in D.C. Uh, It closed in 1942 and is now a housing development. Oh, man. Progress, right? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, according to the legend, her parents were not happy when Augusta decided to marry a man named Stanley Tevis in 1906. Tevis? Tevis, yes. Okay. They did not like him. And (laughs) apparently rumors were swirling that this was a shotgun wedding. Oh. And after a final argument with her parents on her wedding day, she ran out of the house crying. But on her way out of the house, she tripped over the hem of her wedding gown, fell down the stairs and broke her neck and died. No. (laughs) Wow. Grief stricken over the loss of their daughter, the Bittners sold their home for $12,000 to cover the cost of the statue, and they refused to include Stanley's last name on the marker and instead included the inscription, quote, could love have kept her? Ooh. Oh, that's like the Mount Carmel um, ghost where her family buried her in like her wedding dress and everything and didn't put the husband's name on there yeah very very creepy in addition uh her favorite hymn the lord is my shepherd i shall not want is on the statue oh Um, Hmm. now to the haunting according to locals the statue of augusta walks the cemetery at night crying tears from flaming green eyes lamenting the child that was not buried with her which earned her the nickname, the walking ghost of Lancaster County. 
Well, if she were pregnant, wouldn't the kid be buried with her? Uh, you know, yeah, you're <laughs> Don't right. Use you're logic. Right. But now let's get into the true story of a ghost. Okay. That that wasn't true. No, that was the legend. Oh, that and was such is, a good one, though. I this mean... is the and and it's not too terribly different. It's okay. Uh, by all accounts, everything is true up until her wedding. She did marry Stanley Tevis on May 3rd, 1905, and the couple relocated to Philadelphia. Seven months after they were married, Augusta gave birth to their daughter, Sylvia. Oh, so okay. it was. So, yes. <laughs> it was a shotgun wedding. Yes. So, you know, this is turn of the century Philadelphia. The water situation it's not the most sanitary, and they kind of lived in a rural part of the city. Yeah. And just one week after their first anniversary, she died from typhoid fever. Oh, oh man. Her parents Jeez. were indeed not fans of Stanley, especially given that whole shotgun wedding, and refused to include his name on her monument. Um, oh, that's petty. Yeah, so she it wasn't like it was her wedding. She was actually married to the dude for 13 yeah. months, but... um. They're so like, local, fuck you. Yeah. A <laughs> local historian named Cynthia Ross, uh, she was she did one of these interviews for that newspaper I was talking about earlier, said, quote, I assume they had higher expectations for her. She was a bitner longer than she was a Tevis, end quote. Ooh. Yeah. Me so, now. I mean, yeah. Uh, so I did do a little digging to find out more about Stanley Tevis. I'm assuming he married again after Augusta died uh, because he had more two more children. Um, But I did not see any information about his wife and where she's buried. Um, And so through their, his, his son, Stanley Jr. His obituary, I was able to track down more information about the daughter of Augusta. Yeah. That's what I was about to be like, where's the baby? You know, I know nothing about her life or anything, but she did marry a guy named Guy W. Raspberry. Not okay. like it's a, a ra- raspberry. It's not spelled Brett, like the fruit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> he was nearly 20 years her junior. So that had oh. to be a scandalous story. Here he, uh, Sylvia. Yes. And he Get served, it. he served, I believe, in World War One uh, or World War Two. I can't remember which, but he he was he was a Navy man. And they seemed to, you know, they were married their entire entire lives together. They lived in Florida uh, and eventually wound up in Terrell, Texas. Sylvia died there in 1976 at the age of 70. And Guy, oh. passed, Guy passed away at age 59 in 1983. Oh, wow. And they are buried together at College Mound Cemetery in Terrell. Her headstone is very simple. Uh, it features the inscription, victory in jesus with her dates and there's a image of jesus holding his arms open in a welcoming embrace i guess yeah uh so yeah i that's that's the story of augusta and apparently she uh maybe you know they they say she cries for the child she didn't know because you know according to the legend she never had a baby um but maybe she is indeed crying because she her baby was an infant when she died. Yeah. So she didn't get she lost that up. child and she yeah. didn't she wasn't buried with her. She's in Carroll, yeah. Texas. So right. Maybe maybe that is why. So if you're ever in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, go check out um this grave because again, and her parents are buried there too. Uh but this this is just six and a half feet tall, man. That's massive. That's, that's the size. Yeah. That's 
that's Vince Vaughn. <laughs> right. That's a big ass stone. Yeah. So that is my first story. Uh, I love it. Yeah, that is awesome. awesome. That was a fun one. And that's a beautiful, beautiful it's, monument. No, it, it is, is really so pretty. Yeah. It's like, how do, have we never come across this before? I've never heard of it. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, Spider Monkey, tell All us right. your first story. Because these ladies went above and beyond today. They have two stories each. All right. So we talked about a haunted statue. Now we're going to talk about a haunted bar. Yes. And there are there's also the possibility of a dead pregnant lady in mine. Oh wow. Ooh. So there is a bar on Fullerton here in Chicago called the Liars Club. <laughs> like most things in Chicago, the building's been there for ages. Um, but the bar itself has only existed, you know, as the bar since 1995. Um, and they have kiss theme nights, which sounds like a fucking blast. Um, well, they'll actually do the face makeup for you. So (laughs) I'm going to have to catch the next one that they have because kiss is actually going to be in, um, Rosemont in November. And I kind of need to check it off my bucket list. So, well, they keep doing farewell tours. I know. They've actually... only done them for the past 20 years already. Yeah. So let's get to the hauntings. Yes. So the building that houses the Liars Club has seen some gore more than Gene Simmons. <laughs> um, and the Chicago Hauntings Ghost Tour fellow, whose name is Tony, um, it says that there are some other, you know, here's here's some of the shit that went down. <laughs> so the bar where you can play pinball on a Kiss-themed machine was a site of axe murders in the years before it became the Liars Club. I love axe murders. There are not too many Who axe murders. Why did I say that? <laughs> Go ahead. Girl, I love axe murders too. Don't even worry about it. There's a reason <laughs> Lizzie Borden is like my main G. Don't even I worry know. about it. Um, so Chicago, despite its reputation in the media, hasn't had that many axe murders. Um, but the Liars Club building has had two, at least. <laughs> um, there's one in 1958 that they don't know a whole lot about. But there was another one in April of 1986 that was actually very, very reported on in the media. And this happened in a third floor bedroom. So Mr. Tony of the Chicago hauntings thought the guy's name was Ken Hansen. It's actually Frank, but Ken Hansen in 1995 killed three boys in a stable. So he's not too distant. (laughs) So Frank and Julia Hansen owned the bar uh, before it was liars club. Frank was kind of a small guy who was married to Julia, who was kind of a big girl (laughs) and reportedly took many years of verbal abuse from him about his size. (laughs) So do with that what you will. Mm -hmm. Frank was convicted of murder in 1988. The Tribune reported he confessed to police that he struck her in the head, chest and back with the ax after she pushed him down and choked him in a fight over money. I'm on her side, okay? I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, you got to put a small king in his place sometimes. Mm. <laughs> well, when 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 he's yeah, if he's a jerk. Right? 
Though during the trial, he would say the police had coerced the confession, this being Chicago cops in the 80s. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's all things are possible. And the Tribune had reported that Julia was pregnant at the time. Mm. Julia's body was left in the apartment for six days before Frank called the police. And Julia's ghost has been allegedly seen throughout the bar in the years since. The building also operated a homeless shelter in the back in 1968. There were two men living there at the time, an older man named John Parlia, described as being about 70, and a younger man named Samuel Castell Jr., about 27. Those two got into a physical fight over a used pair of pants. What? And the ownership of said pants. (laughs) Used pants. Yes. I mean, I'm assuming they're what what homeless people have new pants, but yeah, but I, I want to know. Yeah, I hate to I, say used in what way, but I'm like, I know. I was like, were they soiled? Like, what are, what are we getting at here? Soiled in the front or soiled in the back? Right, exactly. I'm asking too many questions. I know, I know. <laughs> so the 27 year old went on went on to overtake the older man, Herp Derp. Beating him to death with an old glass soda bottle and shoving him out the second floor window. Whoa. Parlia, the older man, later died in the hospital. Some say the ghost of a man has been seen going up and down the stairs at the Liars Club. It has not been determined whether or not the ghost had on pants. (laughs) (laughs) Liars Club owner Herb Rosen shared one of his own experiences. He says, I was in the basement doing some kind of paperwork or something in the office. And for no reason whatsoever, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I got so scared and filled with dread that I jumped up from the desk, ran upstairs, and ran out into the street and did not come back until the nighttime. This was in the middle of the day. No real reason. That's never happened to me before. So that's kind of strange. But that's not all. Okay. The only thing that makes me question the validity of the story is the names of the two people, of two of the people. So you'll figure out in a second why I feel the way I feel. (laughs) Our friend Candy came in and was sitting at the end of the bar. My buddy Cookie was setting up. (laughs) Well. I call bullshit. Either that or you made up names for these people and you were hungry. (laughs) Or... They are in the business. Other businesses. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They were professional (laughs) ladies. And Wes was in the DJ booth in the corner. And she saw a woman behind Wes in the DJ booth. She knew it wasn't a real person. Supposedly that's Julia from upstairs. Herb says. Then the woman. Then the same woman supposedly in the bathroom. Another friend of ours opened the bathroom door on the second floor to go in. And there was a woman crying. She's like, oh, sorry. Shut the door and waited and waited. Nothing. Fifteen minutes later, opens. There's nobody in there. And there's not a window you can fit out of, even if you were willing to jump up there. So that one was pretty wild. Hmm. Which, I mean, that would be awkward. Like, just barge in on a ghost crying. Be like, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> like, Oops. let me know when you're done with that. Rosen said another woman got her hair pulled in that same bathroom and a bar back got grabbed by his elbow when no one was downstairs. The swing door to go behind the bar would regularly open and close when nobody was there. Herb says, I was a believer and I wish something would happen to me. 
or I'm sorry, famous last Derek, yeah. cut that out. I wish I was a believer and I wish something would happen to me, but nothing has happened to me good enough for me to be scared, even though you ran out in the middle of the day. I was going to say, yes. I was going to say, I I'll get it for what you wish for. Right. I'll get a few in me, go upstairs and try to be like, okay, show yourself. Let me see a sign. Oh, he's a ghost, bro. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> happens. But a lot of people have had that. Some people are in tune and some aren't. I'm probably not in tune, but I'm not necessarily asking for it either. <laughs> so that is the story of the Liars Club, which I am going to have to check out. Yeah, um, we need to go there next time. Absolutely. It's, um, it's been on a number of ghost shows. Yeah. So if you jump on YouTube, there's like a bunch of different ghost hunter shows have been there. So it looks like a gas. It looks like a lot of fun. So <laughs> it looks like a gas. I love a it. gas. So that is the Liars Club. And if you want to go there, it's um, 1665 West Fullerton, which is a really cute neighborhood with lots of shit to do. So definitely nice. check it out. Very cool. Yay. All right. Well, I just have one story this week. So <laughs> this one is going to be of the longer variety. Um, so strap in. <laughs> she goes um, for quality over quantity. <laughs> well, I hope it I hope it's spooky because um it it convinced me that it's haunted. So I'm like now I'm obsessed with it. Now I want to go there. So picture it in Vicksburg, Mississippi. There is a house that's over 220 years old. It's like a time capsule for three different time periods, 1797, 1836, and 1849. And paranormal activity has been reported in this home since 1864. Goodness. I wonder what uh, happened then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And that's over 159 years of ghosts at this one location. Jesus. Damn. So we are talking about Mississippi's most haunted house, the McRaven house. And I know when I mention those time periods, you think in Mississippi, Vicksburg, you know, 1797, the 1830s and 40s, you're thinking big plantation, huge mansion looking house. That's not really this. This is, um, I mean, it's a, it's a bigger house than what I live in right now, but <laughs> it's actually pretty small and some of it looks it looks like it's from 1797 in some of it. So don't get the idea of like this huge plantation out of your mind because this is not that. It is a beautiful house though. Uh, so the first part of what is now the McRaven house was built by Andrew Glass, a highwayman. Yes, a robber. He and his gang uh, robbed people traveling on the Natchez Trace. Clearly he is an upstanding citizen. And Obviously. Uh, he built look he went on to build a house he's a job creator <laughs> i think so um he went on to build a two-story tomb room home so like the first floor was the kitchen the second floor was his bedroom and this was in 1797 and at the time mississippi wasn't even a state yet so vicksburg wasn't even vicksburg yet this was a spanish colony called walnut hills see i uh, see nothing wrong with just having the whole downstairs be the kitchen yeah and your shit's upstairs. I know. It's perfect. Same. Um, he did have a removable ladder or rope or something to get up to the bedroom so people couldn't break in on him and kill him. Oh, he slept. smart. He kind of is. I was like, I kind of like that idea. And then I saw someone online be like, well, why couldn't they just set the whole place on fire? And I'm like, well, because you're trying to steal his shit, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You don't want to burn it all. 
I know. Um, he covered the walls with a buttermilk and blueberry plaster that is still there today. Like the walls in there look a purplish color. It's really cool. And the ants haven't eaten it. I get, I mean, that's what I read on the website. And I'm like, how did he make it out of buttermilk and blueberries? And okay. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how they built houses in 1797. <laughs> don't know either. Um, this section of the house is uh, called the pioneer section. It's the oldest standing structure in Vicksburg. Now, rumor has it that he was injured in a robbery. He was shot in the stomach and he retreated to his home to get well. And he gets home. He's like, oh, boo-hoo, I've been shot in the stomach. Sad, sad. I mean, you know. And his As wife, one does. Yeah. His wife oh, was there. Oh, he was married. Okay. Supposedly. Okay. And um, from what I can understand, she was tired of him cheating because apparently he cheated on her, which I'm like, sugar, you married a thief. What do you expect? Like cheating is the least of the, the issues. The least of here. his issues. And I figure he was probably abusive because it's 1797 and he's a highwayman. So at I'm a baseline, guessing, they're not baseline. well adjusted. Right. Either way, she takes advantage of his situation. So he's injured. He is passing out from, you know, blood loss. And he's, and she's like, I'm not going to nurse you back to health. So she <laughs> takes a knife and slits his throat and kills him. Jesus. Earl. Goodbye, not, Earl. Did not see that one come in. Yes. So he is the first to die in the house. Then in 1836, Sheriff Stephen Howard purchased uh, the McRaven house and added on to it because he wanted more than just a kitchen and a bedroom, I guess. Uh, he and his wife, Mary Elizabeth, who he married when he was 28 and she was 13, 12. Oh, flames, yeah. flames coming out of my face. Well, like, so she so literally mad. hit her period and they're like, marriage what, time for you. What yeah. year was this? 1836. Well, you know, oh. my great grandmother. So my dad's grandma got yeah. married when she was 13. Yeah. in the 20s so it's it's ridiculous yeah. how long that was okay oh i think my aunt was married at 13 and that would have been in the 60s well, she was also see. wild and you couldn't have told her anything and well yeah so there's that too anyway um this actually would have been he would have married her three years before that so 1833 is when they got married um anyway uh, they add on to the house. They added a dining room and a bedroom, and they built it in the Empire architectural style because that might matter to someone who's not me. <laughs> and Mary Elizabeth was 15 when she gave birth to their daughter, Karen. But um, it's Karen with a C, which is way prettier than Karen with a K. I agree. Uh, but she gave uh, she gave birth to Karen, and then a couple of weeks later, she died after giving birth. Basically, the birth did not go well. Shocker. 15-year-old bodies probably shouldn't be having babies, right? Yeah, like anyway. that crazy bitch with the crazy eyes in Ohio who was like, 10-year-olds should be pregnant because they I like know. playing with dolls. Yes, exactly. Mm, fucking insane lady. Anyway, oh. carry on. Anyway, so yeah, so she uh, died a few weeks after giving birth in the house in August of 1836. This makes her the second person to die in the house. The couple's daughter did survive, and she and her dad uh, moved back home to wherever he was from. I think I saw someone was Yazoo City. And I think he um, died not long after. So, Well then. 
1830s are a fun time. Now, this story I love. <laughs> I just like this story. It involves okay. a Confederate getting it from the oh, Union, yay. which is fun. My favorite. Mine too. In 1849, a man by the name of John H. Bob, that's right, his name is John Bob. John Bob! <laughs> B-O-B-B. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. An important lesson for baby journalists. Always check the spelling of a name because this is B-O-B-B, not just B-O-B. <laughs> so Bob with two Bs. He bought the house and built the rest of the house in a Greek revival style, if that means anything to you. It does not to me. Uh, fast forward to the Civil War. Now, he was too old to fight in the Civil War, but of course, he is on the side of the South. Um, Vicksburg is right on the river, uh, down in the Delta, down kind of below Jackson. So Vicksburg is a very important city to the war, being yeah. right there on the river. And the house was near where they had the 1863 siege of Vicksburg. So it was used as a field hospital and a campsite. And plus, I mean, it was right there at the battlefield. It was actually hit by cannonballs, but it's, the house is still standing. So, you know, I would like, I'm not going to, I was going to say, I'd like to get hit by cannonballs and still stand. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, say no, don't do that. I don't know why, but it, I, I don't know. I just think that's cool. Either way, on it May 18th, cool. um, 1864, Vicksburg, because this is, I don't know, a year after the siege of Vicksburg. Vicksburg is in Union hands. Um, and John Bob is <laughs> notices a group of six drunken Union soldiers picking flowers in his garden. This offends him. Oh, and God. he he goes into full uh get off my lawn mode. <laughs> and he starts yelling at these guys and telling them to leave. They yell back at him, they're cursing at him. And so he picks up, this is the equivalent of what we've been seeing in the United States. Oh, Jesus. He picks up a brick and throws it at them. <laughs> the brick actually hits a sergeant and knocks him down. Oh. So then, yeah. That, oh, John Bob. He, he messed up. <laughs> He's not going to see, see the end of the day. Uh, so he, the soldiers did leave at that point, And they're like, we're going to come back and burn down your house, my dude. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, bring it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to okay. burn down your house. Well, um, the, the union, local union dude who's in charge is like, don't burn down the house. We, we need it. Um, and meanwhile, John Bob goes to tell on the soldiers to this same, uh, union official and is like, man, there were soldiers in my yard picking my flowers. Never mind. Burn this little (laughs) bitch's house down. And the captain or the commander was like, Gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Uh, yeah, I'll get on to them. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're I'm in so much like, trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'm really going to stick it to them, my dude. So he like waves him off. And we all know how this goes. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Absolutely. John Bob goes back home to McRaven where he is met by 25 Union soldiers. <laughs> they take him out to Stout's Bayou, which is right beside his house it's like 100 yards from the house he tries to run away from them but they shoot him in the back and when that Ooh. didn't kill him they turned him around and shot him in his face <laughs> oh, john bob let the soldiers pick flowers i mean the lesson here john bob is stay in your fucking lane i know and too, like johnny cash got arrested down in startville mississippi for picking flowers 
which is why we had the power, the flower picking festival there for a hot minute that a friend of mine put on. Um, we, we like to pick flowers down here. Just let us pick our flowers. Even if they're, they're pretty, that's right. Um, anyway, so, uh, the union soldiers took over his house and made it, um, another one of their camps, his widow, Selena, uh, continued to live in the house through the occupation. I think they kind of made her do this is what I, that's the impression I got from it, I guess, because they needed someone to take care of the house because God knows men are not going to take care of the house. Or she's like, look, that dipshit can't keep his mouth shut, but I'm going to just sit here and enjoy my house. I wondered that too. Yeah. Now she did sell the house to a realtor in 1869 and she moved back to her family's plantation in New Orleans and she never returned to Vicksburg. So that makes John the third person to die, at least on the house property, basically. Now, here is where we get a ghost story, our first of many. So the house was occupied by Union soldiers after John was killed, like I said. And in 1864, about a year after his death or a couple... No, in the fall of 1864, there were two Union soldiers who were staying at the McRaven house, Colonel J.H. Wilson and Captain James McPherson. And one night, Captain James McPherson goes missing. And everyone's like, did he go Uh AWOL? Like, (laughs) what's going on? Days later, he comes back to the McRaven house as a ghost. What? Yes, he appeared to his friend, Colonel J.H. Wilson, and said one of the residents of Vicksburg killed him and dumped his body in the Mississippi River. Uh, Oh, okay. So this is the first official ghost sighting at McRaven. Okay. I just love that story. I think that's fun. (laughs) Um, Anyway, moving on to uh, the next family which I, I this has everything i love in a lot of ways even though there's no murder um for some reason i love unmarried spinster recluse sisters those are my jobs. oh great gardens and everything yeah i love that Anyway, so this is what this family has. So in 1882, William Murray and his wife, Ellen, moved into the McRaven house and they raised their family there. They had four daughters and three sons. Uh, Is that seven kids total? I read that they had two boys who died in childhood. That's probably true because that happened. Died in those times, but I can't find who they were or where they're buried. I also Mm. didn't look super hard. So whatever. Now, William was a Yankee. Uh, He had fought for the Union uh, from LaSalle, Illinois. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, up up north. He was from Illinois. He was He's from up north. Yep. Yeah, he came down here. He married a Southern Belle, Miss Ellen, who's from uh, Vicksburg. And he was in the carriage repair business, which I just think that's so sweet. So he was an old-timey mechanic. He was a mechanic. I'm like, that's adorable. (laughs) I love Um, that. So they ended up living some pretty nice longish lives. William died in the McRaven house at the age of 70, which I don't consider old, but either way, in 1911. And then Ellen died there in the house in 1921 at the age of 81. Their daughter, Ida, died in the house. She was unmarried in 64 in 1946. There's I love Harry. a good Spencer. Spencer. Oh, we're, yes. we're, I don't think most of these kids were married. It was kind of Oh, weird. I love it. Um, their son, Harry also unmarried also 64 died in the house in 1950 and then two other daughters annie and ella who were 
old spinsters lived in the McRaven house for the next 10 years after Harry's death. Was Faulkner and aware of this family? <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, actually, not a lot of people were because here's the thing. These ladies, by the time they're living there by themselves, they're like in their 70s and 80s. They can't take care of the house. They can't even climb the stairs to get to the second floor. Ooh. So it becomes overgrown quickly and starts deteriorating. The upstairs eventually became overrun with um plants and animal life and all this yeah. um and they never upgraded their home to modern conveniences all they had was a telephone wow so these ladies could have had tv and they were like no um in fact they had to chop up antique furniture for firewood damn oh my goodness that's rough i just i don't know why i love spinsters <laughs> recluse spinsters but i do because um, that's gonna be us one time. it's gonna be me i, I didn't want to say it but <laughs> yeah it's gonna I be mean, cool with that but we'll yeah. be together so we won't be entirely recluse but yes. um and i have know, nibblings who will come bring us shit it'll be fine <laughs> listen we're gonna have our animals we're gonna exactly. be exactly okay. um and and a lot of people actually because they didn't hear from the girls the girls these older ladies um and the house was so sort of covered in woods a lot of people thought the house just had was gone that it had fallen down um but either way ella died in the house in 1860 at the age of 80 and then amy sold the house and went into a nursing home she died um in 1972 at the age of 88 no so the three other siblings i'm guessing they went on married um, and died somewhere else because they, uh, John and William lived long lives and are buried elsewhere. Molly, the other sister, died at 32, and I couldn't figure out oh. how, but she's buried somewhere else. Either way, it's a whole, whole other thing. So that's five Murrays who died in the house, and that's in addition to our previous three. Now, damn. Since 1860, the home has been his home. Ha, the home has had several owners who have worked to restore it to its former glory. O.E. Bradway was the first to do this. He opened the home for tours in 1961. The McRaven House was put on the National Register of Historic Places in the 70s. I forgot to put down the date for that. Uh, he sold it to Charles and Sandra Harvey, who did more restoration more restoration work um and then they sold it to leland french in the 80s and leland actually bought a house nearby to stay in because the mcraven house scared him so much like there was so much paranormal activity that some nights he would just be like peace out i'm going to stay at my house down the street damn and it eventually got so bad they say he just left in the middle of the night and never came back left all of his belongings there and all that which i love um kendra and stephen reed purchased the home in 2015 and they have i guess done some probably some more restoration work and now it's open for tours both historical and ghost tours and you can rent it out to have paranormal investigations if you're part of a paranormal team Fine. aside from a modern kitchen and um fancy you know nice bathrooms because hey you've got to have a potty um mcraven is unlarge is largely untouched since the 19th century which is why the national geographic magazine called it the time capsule of the south Aww. um some of the the previous owners their items are still there like there's um some stuff from mary elizabeth a 15 year old who died of childbirth 
um a lot of her stuff is still there (laughs) um and i think like they went back and if if they had furniture from the previous families that that's been kept there or they've purchased antiques to keep there so let's talk about the ghosts yeah in addition to that first guy who just showed up um so mary elizabeth howard the 15 year old mother who who died after giving birth she haunts the bedroom where she died there is a lamp in there she likes to turn on and off and at some point some set of owners and i'm not sure who would receive calls in the middle of the night that lights were on in that room and they would be like well there's no one home so someone must have broken in they go over there it's empty but that because it's a fucking lamp and she's like what witchcraft is this shit (laughs) yep 100 percent uh they say you'll see her on the staircase and that if you mess with any of her items there's a beautiful i don't it's not a vanity it's like a I don't know what it is, but it's very lovely with a lot of her stuff in there. And they say if you like mess with like her wedding shawl and things like that, like weird stuff happens. Which well, don't I'm touch sure your stuff. Like, don't touch my stuff. I'm 15. Can I'm a fuck with this lamp. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then John Bob. John, John Bob. Bob shows himself. Of course he, he does. Walking around with a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's out there smoking cigars. He used to smoke cigars on the balcony. So if you smell cigar smoke and everyone reports smelling cigar smoke, it's probably him. Now, Leland French, uh, one of these later owners, reported seeing the ghost of William Murray on the house's staircase. And that freaked him out. So he had the house blessed. But I don't know how well that worked because there's still ghosts there. And William Murray's daughters, Ella and Annie, are said to haunt the grounds. And people also report seeing Civil War soldiers walking around, which makes sense because, um, I mean, it was a hospital. Yeah. So I totally skipped over that entire paragraph in which I explained that. But I'll <laughs> go back and say that. I kept reading that at least five people died in the house. I've counted at least eight, and then, of course, people, the Civil War soldiers who were there when it was a hospital, they either died of wounds or from disease. So, and and then, too, I saw on a ghost hunting show, which I'll get to that in a second, like, they buried some of those soldiers on the property. So, sometimes human bones just pop up. Fun. Yeah, it's a blast. Um, So people report seeing soldiers walking around there, which makes sense. And Andrew Glass, our first friend who built this uh, beautiful home, uh, he is said to be super aggressive. And he makes people in the house feel angry and aggressive and ticked off. Um, I guess he's mad that his wife killed him. I don't know. But his spirit (laughs) is known to touch and harass women just like maybe that's why your wife slit your fucking throat right um he also is known to steal items from people which i'm like okay so you're well, still he's a highwayman yeah. yeah okay cool for you um the mcraven house has been featured on haunted towns ghost adventures and a youtube ghost show called sam and colby <laughs> Who okay. I've never heard of, but I watched this episode today. They have nearly 9 million subscribers. Who are these babies? Anyway, um, I will say, and I watched all of the shows related to McRaven. Some episodes better than others. Ghost Adventures and Sam and Colby, they both had equipment fail or glitch in the same rooms in the McRaven, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I did laugh though because I'm sorry, Zach Baggins is just ridiculousness in the form of a human being. Yes. Before they even started their investigation, uh, he's like, we're going to go in there with this ion machine and put all these positive ions into the air, and that's going to make the energy very aggressive. Okay. So then they all go in there, and he's like, why am I feeling so aggressive? Why am I so angry? It's the ghost your making ions me are shivering, bitch. And I was like, did you not just say you sent in positive ions to negatively charge the air around you? My dude, that's not a spirit. That's you. Plus, isn't it weird that he gets angry and aggressive at every single location they go? I think he's just angry and aggressive. He's just a twat. He He is is. a giant twat. Exactly what you heard it here first. (laughs) We are on the record. I'm sure we're not the first people to say that. Yeah. Um, But I I believe Zach Bagans Baggins. Oh, I don't know how you say his name. Did I I don't give a shit either. I've heard it. It looks like Baggins. Yeah, he's a Bilbo. <laughs> he is a dildo. <laughs> yes. So yeah, um, I mean, the episode. I will say this: the Ghost Adventures episode was interesting in that they had two women who are regular tour guides there, and they had some spooky experiences. A lot of it dealing with who they think is Andrew Glass, and I believe them. Like they were getting touched, yeah. like a man was like whispering in their ear and stuff, and I'm like, that's. I would expect a jerk man to do such. Hmm anyway where are all of these people buried because this is cemetery row well i can't find where andrew glass mary howard mary elizabeth howard or her husband are buried i'm going to guess that andrew glass is probably buried somewhere on the property yeah I have a feeling that's just how they did it back like, in the day that's how they did it back then i figure his wife was like i'm gonna dig a hole out. put this fucker put this in here guy. yeah yeah um mary howard should be in vicksburg i don't know why she's not but i can't find her i wondered if they took her back to yazoo city but i couldn't find her there either um and i can't find where her husband or her daughter's buried so the howards are lost to time now john bob (laughs) john bob john bob i'm gonna say his full name there because i just love it john bob is buried at cedar hill cemetery in vicksburg he has a nice large obelisk because of course he does his name is john bob he's got to have a obelisk that makes up for other shortcomings Mm. his name is john bob anyway his uh obelisk says john h bob born in philadelphia yes he was a yankee oh goodness Um, February 19th, 1801, died in Vicksburg, May 18th, 1864. Well, he was from Pennsylvania, so he had no excuse for being a a Confederate dickweed. I mean, I'm guessing he was a Confederate. Um, Why else would you be mad that Union soldiers are taking your flowers? Like, if I was on the side of the Union, I'd be like, yes, dudes, take my flowers. Of course, that explains why he threw a fit, because people from Philly, and I love you all, are insane. (laughs) (laughs) just ready to fight at all times which is why i don't fuck with them that was hannah who said that not sheena don't come for us i'm like (laughs) i respect it i simply respect the honey badgerness of it all but it certainly (laughs) explains why he was such a curmudgeon fuck face because yes god knows they're curmudgeon i mean but also he was an older white guy he was like a a, a white dude in his 60s and i'm like i've met this man we all know oh yeah yeah we're all annoyed by this man he's definitely yelling at the barista 
he, yes, he's he's yelling at the barista. He is making laws about women's bodies, and he cannot un- understand or explain a period in the menstrual cycle at all. <laughs> and he might like be shooting deep. unarmed black children on his front oh, 100%, porch. I, I fully believe had he had his gun with him, he would have shot instead of throwing a brick. Oh, absolutely. Like, you can't tell me that man didn't have a gun. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah, so he is buried at Cedar Hill. His wife is not buried there. Selena is buried in NOLA near her family because Good when she her. said she didn't want to go back to Vicksburg, she didn't want to go back She to fucking meant it. She's like, no, fuck you. Um, the Murray family that had all those family members die in the house, they are also buried at a huge family plot in Cedar Hill. They have really basic, simple stones. They're um, not completely flat, but they're pretty flat, and they all have... Like their names and dates on there. Uh, Cedar Hill is one of the oldest and largest cemeteries in the country, not just in Vicksburg, not just in Mississippi. It's still in use today. It's the final resting place of over 5,000 Confederate soldiers. Most of them are unidentified. Plus, a lot of Mississippi politicians snore. Because <laughs> when I say Mississippi politicians, I mean old white men who, again, do not understand the menstrual cycle, much less how pregnancy occurs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but of interest, another being buried at Cedar Hill Cemetery is Douglas the Camel, the yeah! domesticated camel used by the Confederates during the war. Okay, God Douglas. Bless Douglas. Because, yes, the Confederates thought it would be cool to use camels in the Civil War. Well, that's how they ended up that whole, there's like a herd of wild camels in Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, no. When I oh, the Confederacy. <laughs> what can't you make fucking weird? prepared the southern states were going into this. And then some of the bonkers ideas they had, I'm like. Camels. We deserved everything we got. Anyway. Yes. Now <laughs> I'm finishing this up to say, I don't know why this house is called the McRaven house. We have gone through this entire story. There hasn't been a single McRaven. Never a single McRaven. The only thing I can find is that when I looked up the address, it said like bunch of numbers McRaven way or some crap. That tells me nothing. I fully went into this thinking, okay, whoever John James white man name well, McRaven is. That's I wonder when it started appearing as McRaven like in papers and stuff. I don't know. I can't find it. Now, granted, I didn't, it's been a crazy week and I haven't had a lot of time to dig super deep into this story, but I'm also surprised that it didn't just show up somewhere as, oh yeah. Yeah. Here's when it started. Yeah. Because of this, like, why is it not called like Walnut Hills since that's the original colony name or whatever? If anyone knows, drop us a line. Why is it it called the, now I did read, or someone said online. Why is it called, not called John Bob? Yeah, it was called the Bob House. And I'm (laughs) like, thank God. God. Sounds like the worst strip club in the world. The Bob House. It is, I like McRaven and the logo they have is really pretty. It's a raven carrying a little um, skeleton key. So I'm guessing the family that owns it now, and they seem really cool. They're on a couple of those ghost shows. Um, I'm guessing they came up with that. Um, And they seem really cool. I'd I'd like to meet them. But but yeah, this house just sounds cool to me. I know. But it's at the same time, I'm like, oh, John Bob. Oh, John Bob. 
All right, ladies, back to you two. I don't know who yes, goes next. I love so that. Flip a coin. It's it's me. It's back to me. Yay. But yeah, no, I like that. And that's the reason why ours are short. That's why we had to do more than one. Exactly. <laughs> so I wanted see. a classic house. Yes. You know? Yes. So yeah. So now, y'all, are you ready to take a little trip up north to Always. New Brunswick, Canada? Sounds cold. Okay, I just Googled it. Hang on, before you go, before you start. McRaven got its current name from the street it's located on, which was formerly called McRaven Street. That's but is boring. now Harrison Street. That's okay. boring. Carry on. I'm sorry. I we have, have, we have solved the mystery. person named McRaven. <laughs> or what I Googled. Was- I Googled, why is the McRaven house called the McRaven house? And couldn't find that. You found it in 0.3 seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry. Carry no, on. No, that's good. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, Luhu. All right. So as as I was saying, ladies. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you're good. Back to Canada. Yes. We're going to New Brunswick and the Grays Island Cemetery. Ooh. Ooh. Where the legend of the white lady <laughs> comes from. I which way I love ladies in white very similar to the other white lady I've already gotcha. talked about <laughs> so there is a statue that marks the family plot of the Steves family Steves according to the legend we're doing the legend first before we get into facts oh man I like believing the legend a woman was murdered by her husband and he was immediately stricken with grief at what he had done good right okay i don't believe it just rest on that go ahead to cope he had a statue carved in her exact likeness and had it placed in his backyard so he could look upon it and talk to it every day Well, that's (laughs) mentally sound after a few years his grief completely took over and one day he was found dead at the foot of the statue oh here after his death the statue was moved to the family plot in the cemetery the statue was beautiful and reportedly featured a diamond ring and red eyes made from rubies. Ooh. Damn. People came from all around to see the statue, and eventually the rubies and the diamond ring were stolen. Of course. I Rumor was going to say, I would be shocked <laughs> if they're still there. Rumor has it that if you circle the statue three times and stand in front of her with your eyes closed, she will tap you on the shoulder. That's all. And I would shit my pants. I would and after her hands were stolen, Jesus. shot off to prevent the tapping, the legend shifted. Are you going to shoot a statue's hands off? I'm sorry. Yeah. He fucking tapped him. I mean, Good but what point. are you asking for? Circling yeah, exactly. Her right. You know the legend, asshole. Yeah. Yes. So the legend shifts a little. If you circled her three times and gaze into where the ruby eyes were once held, human eyes will stare back at you. Oh, fuck that. Or she might Therefore. even cry blood. Yeah. Ooh. At <laughs> least she did until her head was stolen in the what? early 2000s. This poor woman. I'm going to find these people who are, are being mean to the stone. Canadians, you're supposed to be nice. I know. We'll get back to that part in a minute. But now let's hear the true story of the Gray Island, Gray's Island ghost. Okay. And our haunted statue. Because I was about to invade (laughs) Canada. I know. So this statue was erected to honor Jenny Steves, 
who was the only daughter of Archie and Laura Steves, also born in the late 1800s. When she was 14, she traveled to London to continue her education with, I guess, friends of the family. Um, She became sick soon after with what was believed to be tuberculosis. Oh, no. She returned home to the village of Hillsborough, where she died in the year 1900 at age 15. Poor thing. Sometime, yeah, so sometime during the 1930s, her mom commissioned the statue to be created and placed in the family plot as a memorial mm. to her daughter. So, and like Augusta's story from earlier, the statue was carved from Italian white marble. Uh, unlike Augusta, the statue is not meant to look like Jenny. It's just kind of honoring her in its the yeah. feminine form. Um, now, there are about 400 Steves buried in the cemetery i did my best to try to figure out if she's actually buried there or if the statue is just kind of there as a monument Mm -hmm. um i couldn't find an exact marker for her uh her parents archie you know it's the very common name so yeah again the statue is there but my and my source is the cbc so i would assume the the data is legit that they did right yeah Uh, So what happened to her head? No one knows for sure, but in November of 2021, the head miraculously appeared back at the base of the statue. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. It was returned to sisters Kathleen and Patricia Wallace, who are descendants of Jenny's mother. Um, And after the head was stolen, initially in the early 2000s, they, they offered a reward for the safe return of the right. head no one ever called to claim it it just showed up one day and the last thing i was able to find about this is that a descendant of the statue's original artist had offered to restore the statue and that was Aww. supposed to be happening but there's no there's no articles there's no updates on the cemetery facebook page that that has happened yet but Yes, so that is the short and sweet and scary story of the headless white lady of Gray's Cemetery, Gray's Island Cemetery. So Okay. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, things like that happen a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, I cleaned the grave of two little sisters that died um, like a year apart. Um, but the only thing I cleaned was the base because the statue of them at Elmwood was stolen, like in the nineties. Oh, and a lot of people think it probably like someone went and just sold it at an antique mark. Like here, like here's a, a little like, right. granite statue statue of two little girls. Well, yes, but they were that was a grave marker. Like it's not right. Just well, that was like the there. um the married couple in Kansas where he built like the whole like complex and they stole his head it's like what the fuck is wrong with you like like that's bad juju my dude do you want to get haunted because that's how you get haunted right you get haunted all right Right, hannah Hannah, terrify us all right we are going to end in a cemetery yes and with one of my favorite topics clowns Oh no! How dare you? No! <laughs> you have to go to sleep after this, Spider Monkey. <laughs> oh, you know Chicago has a thing with clowns. We've discussed it multiple times. 
Yes, yes, it does. I think and, you have a thing for clowns. <laughs> you know, I read the book about John Wayne Gacy when I was way too young. And then I read it way too young. So it's oh, just ruined me as a person. So in 2015, you've no doubt seen this footage as it did go viral back in those halcyon days before when clowns were really all we had to worry about. Oh, yeah. And this happened in one of my favorite cemeteries. So picture it grainy because, again, this is 2015 cell phones, (laughs) cell phone video image of a person dressed in a clown suit trespassing at historic Rose Hill Cemetery in the dead of the night. Julia Graham, one of the filmers, said she was, quote, freaked out, (laughs) as you would be, at the figure as it ran toward the main gate. She and her husband were driving past the cemetery around 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. When we get closer, we realize it's a clown, which is super weird, she says. (laughs) Julia, clearly a master of subtlety. The first picture her husband snapped was of the clown scaling the seven foot tall gate at the Ravenswood no. Avenue entrance. Nope, 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 nope. The street nope. is no easy task. It gets big ass gate, especially for someone wearing a clown suit. Yeah, how did mm-hmm. it not rip? And then that Ju- would have been hilarious. Can you imagine that would have been hysterical? <laughs> Yakety sax plays in the background. <laughs> Julia says, I mean, this was somebody putting forth a lot of effort and being really weird. Julia has her thoughts about this, and that is really weird. <laughs> I'm here for it, Julia. What if she listens? I love you, Julia. Listens? I love you so much. <laughs> The Northside Cemetery was closed and locked for the night, and officials don't know what to make of it, because other than trespass, there were no complaints of vandalism. It got weirder. Uh, Of course it did. When Julia and her husband hung around, I love how the husband is not named. (laughs) He's like, "Don't don't put my name in this. Yeah. Hung around to get a better look. The clown was not deserted or afraid. He waved slowly couple (laughs) and there will be video for you guys to see because it is of course this was uh in 2015 when clowns just were like a thing yeah because why not (laughs) julia says they were showing her video of in new york city a clown was walking around a cemetery in the daytime while holding some balloons no yeah no. <laughs> do you want to guess what julia's feelings on that were i'd love to know that's super weird <laughs> what a wordsmith i love julia so much julia i hope you're listening (laughs) she's listening and listen i'm not knocking her i love you i love you dearly but hey i want to get a tattoo that's just super weird if if i just saw that i would be i would be speechless as well it's fine it's totally fine Eventually, the clown caught in the headlights of the graham's car turns around and without saying a word takes off into the darkness of the cemetery (laughs) chicago police said there have been no other bizarre clown sightings darn (laughs) so there will be video which is absolutely fucking actually let me send it to you guys 
Did Hannah, had you moved to Chicago when this was happening? No, this was in 2015 and I moved here in um, 2020. Like right, right March or April? Like yeah, March, right yeah. Pandemic. Oh, hang I on, I'm sorry. I was about to accuse you of the shenanigans. No. But no, I guess not. Could you see me trying to go up a seven foot fence, even not in a clown suit? And they'd have been I, I like see you chilling a in a short... cemetery in a clown suit, but no, not scaling. You know that I would that probably much. do that because, you, you know, the clown suits look really roomy and comfortable and like <laughs> you could get, I just sent it to you guys in the chat. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm opening it now. Cause we've got to get my live on air reaction. <laughs> yes. I, I, I can't clown haunts Rose Hill cemetery. Oh, oh, How I got to an... get a chat. I sent it in the Facebook chat. Oh, Facebook. I thought you sent it in here. Sorry. Okay. Yes. I'm I'm pulling Yeah, this fuck up. this guy. What is he doing? Oh. Mine comes with sound. Turning the sound off. Um, come on. What? Ads. Yeah, no. No, where's that he going? That is stuff of nightmares. And look oh, at the weather. Yeah. yeah, the weather looks that looks like tornado weather as my that, I mean, the skies are yellow. That's never Yeah, good. fuck that guy. Yeah, no. No. Well, the sky just looks like that at night because of the lights. Because of the lights. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Here in the South, we don't have that many lights. And it's, and right. It's, and it's windy. It's, it's called Windy City for a reason. Absolutely. Right. Well, okay. and actually, so, I think this was in the summer. So hang on. So he's just like, let me just run away. Yeah, right. Let me, let me. Well, if they were to do it today, they'd get shot. Right. That is yeah, why... this was in July. So, oh, he must have been sweating his balls off. Probably. Yeah. They know better. Once clowns yep. start getting shot, that's when they're like, oh, shit, I have misjudged the situation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Especially Chicago. Don't yeah. be fucking around with that. <laughs> but yeah, that was. <laughs> you fucking terrified i don't know what it is with chicago and clowns and like bozo the clown was filmed here i told you they had the there's a the clown mass grave in forest park and then we have gacy i'm just like it's the curse of john wayne gacy i'm telling you i'm just like what is it with you guys and fucking clowns he has left his mark on the city better or for worse. so now and my new apartment is like super close to rose hill so yes. like great wonderful well like yes. i said i don't think you have clowns to worry about wait I don't... what is this hot clown company oh please don't this? open that don't, don't open, open it. that hang on Anna. is this home theater store no i it just sounds like that you're gonna open something shot. yeah uh, oh Okay, yeah, no, it's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> Never mind. Closing that. Closing told that. You. Dear NSA agent, please do not hold that one against me. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity got the better of her. <laughs> it happens. Curiosity got the Hannah. <laughs> it always does. Well, all right. That's it for our Haunted House episode. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. Yes. Yay. Yay. Where you can, can people find, find us. us? Yes, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cemetery Row Pod. Or you can send us an email to cemeteryrowpod at gmail.com. Yes, Woo-hoo! we would like to hear from you. We would like it if you would go and leave us a review. 
own any of the streaming platforms that allow you to do so. Like that would, you know what? That'd be a good 40th birthday present. Yes. Happy birthday, Sheena. Like, you know, I just want to hear that we do a good job. That is your Um, mission. This episode was a lot of fun. So give us your Some feedback. Some of you do listen. I mean, we get our numbers every yeah. so often. And yeah, you know, we, there's more than three of you. <laughs> Not yeah. many more, but more hi, than three. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hi, Joanna. Is, yeah, we have we have our, our regulars, but. We have not had a review since a year ago. Really? That, no. Now we got th- there were some on other platforms that I saw. I just can't remember which ones they are. I'll have to look because I yeah. saw um on you know we're just looking at Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So and I'm we sure. we've gotten some nice emails too. Yes. 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 Um, we always appreciate that. Yeah. So be kind. Send us a review. Please rewind. That too. <laughs> Um, yes. We don't know what our next topic is going to be because eh, we'll figure it out when we get there. We're going to pick something. You yeah. might find out when we do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We might sure. just roll in and be like, let's just talk shit. <laughs> you know, I have I've gotten so many good story ideas from the last couple of days and I don't know how to be like, I, no, I don't want to do a full episode on these type of people. Like, for example, wrestlers. I have no desire to do a wrestler episode, but yet there's a wrestler I want to talk about. I so it's kind like, of want to do a wrestler episode. Not me. I mean, really? why don't? I, eventually, we're going to run out of topics. So eventually, no. I'd never. say, well, not topics, but like w- w- we should just talk about you know graves that we happen to come across that we like and sometimes there's a connection and sometimes there isn't right connection could be that they were born in the same decade (laughs) born in the same decade there you go i don't like it i just you know but yeah we'll figure it out and um we'll see you on the next one love it yes thanks y'all bye